What's up, everybody? How we doing? Um, I'm going to start putting these out on Tuesdays again because that's what uh, we said we were going to do. And then I started getting lazy and started putting them out on Wednesdays, sometimes late Wednesday. So I apologize to anybody who uh, my couple weeks of posting them late fucked up your listening schedule. Um, I know how that is. I listen to podcasts all day at work. So if Mark Marin went from Mondays and Thursdays all of a sudden to like Tuesdays and Fridays, I'd probably run out of podcasts on Thursdays and try to put my head in something. So I understand. Sorry. We'll get, we'll start getting them out every Tuesday. Um, we had Jared Bailey on the podcast again today. He is one of our good friends. He made the music for the podcast. Um, he runs the Pharmacy Open Mic in Akron with Matt Farkas and every once in a blue moon myself. Um, good dude, funny comic, always fun to talk to him. Wish we would have done it in the studio. Uh, we had some technical issues with Zoom. We're trying to avoid that. We're going to start doing them in the studio. Next week's, I believe, we'll be in the studio with Nick J. Uh, we haven't talked to him yet, so that should be fun. And uh, we have some good guests coming up, I think, that we've talked about um, and actually talked about it with them on getting them scheduled to come over to the house and do it in person. And those are always better. Uh, me and Brandon feel that they're better. We've gotten feedback that they sound better and sound smoother whenever we do them in person. So we're going to try to start doing as many of them as person as we possibly can. But for now, this was a great episode. It was funny. Um, we talk about Sam Morell again at the end because he's just one of the best comics in the game right now. So, of course, a lot of the comics we have on are going to bring a Sam Morell clip. And uh, we listen to a little bit more of his newest, special, latest special. And then we talked about how um, his style of joke writing, um, along with Mark Norman and being from the school of Rodney and all that shit. So listen to that at the end and I uh, hope you have a good week, everybody. Did they come like ask you if you have like a bullet in your car? Did they ask you to move the car? What, how long was it before you got to go to work? Because you had to work that night, but they taped off the area around your car. Yeah. What did you do? And it was like I was taking a nap before it happened. And I was like, that guy was taking a nap after it happened. And, <laughs> What if I use that in there? That's fucking really good. Go for it, man. I love that. I was going to use it for the uh, the clip. Like, I was going to chop up a clip of us talking about that okay. and uh, put it out there on the TikTok and shit. Hell yeah. Okay. Dude, you'll, uh, I was watching, uh, I watched the original Ninja Turtles the other day. It's on Netflix. Oh, I saw that it was on there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And man, is it like, 
I mean, I still think it's a good movie because of what it was for. It was for kids at the time. Um, but like, man, is it fucking corny. Like it is like, like the news stories at the beginning, like I'm writing like a big long bit about it. So you'll, you'll hear it eventually. But, um, my favorite part of it is, uh, the, like how, how did I never realize that Leonardo didn't use his swords in the entire movie? Like, <laughs> yep, and and also like how much better would it have been if he did use his swords? Like, if you don't you? <laughs> Raphael doesn't use his yeah. little swords either. Yeah. Like, if you just saw Leonardo just like Kill Bill style murder a fucking teenager for stealing a skateboard or something, like just chops him in half, Game of Thrones <laughs> style. Yeah. See it at the end, yeah, just Le- uh, with like other. <laughs> Let's see. What do they fight? Who the turtles fight? I, haven't, I can't even the remember. Foot, the foot, oh, was it the man. foot? Yeah. I feel like they need an army like Kill Bill to shred apart. The um, foot, dude. They had an army of teenagers. That was. <laughs> they, uh, they, one of the one of the best YouTube videos I've ever seen was somebody overdubbed the original Ninja Turtles movie with like, uh, like ghetto catchphrases and shit like that. And it, they did it remarkably well. Like the the timing matches up. It's it's absolutely fantastic. I'll have to send it to you guys. But yeah. there's a there's a word in the title of it that I'm not allowed to say. That I mean I don't want to get us canceled over. But I'll send it to you. It'll be it's, it's really <laughs> funny. Dude, the, um, <laughs> um, Raphael, like I couldn't use this in a joke because Kyle Mooney's not that famous. But Raphael looks ex- like sounds exactly like Kyle Mooney. I'm like, how did Kyle Mooney did do this voice in 1990? He was like six years old. Like what? <laughs> like it sounds exactly like him. I'm like that. That is fucking nuts. Uh, but yeah. I would I would campaign for an R-rated Ninja Turtle movie. How has that not been thrown out on the table yet? I'd watch. The it. Comics were brutal. Like the comics swore and people died and they they were great well here's here's the thing here's my case for it is that they made it for us as kids like my generation it was made the the movie came out in 1990 is my generation it was for us and and i understand why they made it non-violent because we were like six but now we're all 30 like so like make make one for us now like you know like it's yeah, yeah. I want to see like like a like a Robert Rodriguez directed Ninja Turtles movie. Like that would be <laughs> that would oh, yeah. be awesome. I want to see Quentin Tarantino do it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be even better. There's a lot of racism in this Ninja Turtle movie for some reason. <laughs> why the like... why the director why the director uh, why the director uh, say the n-word in the movie didn't he write the movie like, is that... <laughs> he's like this is my time to shine exactly. <laughs> it's like, why do you say it so many times <laughs> uh, dude, that is the, that is is one of the weirdest things in uh in, in movies so is he did that in django um, oh, yeah. he wrote himself a monologue where he said the n-word like several times and, and Paul Fiction. yeah yep. and it's like yeah and it's like it's like dude uh yeah, like it's excused if you say that and it's in a script, but like it's kind of weird when you wrote the script, <laughs> like you know. Like, yeah, 
<laughs> you can't get it. The only way you can get away with that now is if you give that role to Joe Rogan and just let him do it. <laughs> oh man. Dude, I, I didn't I didn't uh watch the video, but I saw it going around the the uh Joe Rogan N word video. I was like, Oh god, dude, he's gotten himself into some big shit now. Yeah, that's that's, that's a big thing of what we talked about. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Yeah, it's never uh, good when they have enough for a compilation. Yeah. Little- yeah. <laughs> I just, I just like the people the past, like the people the past like week that have been like sticking up for him. Like Joe Rogan's a great dude, blah blah blah, and all this shit, and then you know comes out with him saying the n word like thirty times. Like, <laughs> don't get me wrong i would rather be friends with somebody that says awful things but is a good guy deep down versus the other way around if that makes any sense yeah and i have heard he is a good guy i mean but but still he's gotten yeah i think he's gotten a little i think he's gone a little off the deep end with with uh the things that he thinks he can get away with and just you know like he he i think he's starting to feel like he's too big too big to fail i guess you know like it's he might be i i don't know man i can't imagine something he's gonna do where everybody stops listening to him entirely i just don't imagine his viewers hitting zero or anything like that oh yeah. dude i mean he he lost probably he lost he lost like i would say like a good he probably lost like a good five percent of his of his listeners when he had alex jones on but he also gained five percent probably so we only retain five percent every time we have teddy bruno on so i think he's got us beat man (laughs) i think he's really got us beat oh man teddy uh yeah yeah dude um (laughs) i didn't go to the late night show last night because i didn't get out of youngstown until i didn't get out of youngstown until almost 11 and I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go anyways, because if Teddy doesn't, because Teddy said he might not make it, because he left after I did. And I was like, if Teddy doesn't make it, maybe I'll get his spot. Mm. And it's an hour and 18 minutes from Youngstown, so Lakewood. So I, I got like, I don't know, like how I got all the way to 480. And then I, and then I saw that uh, home was 20 minutes closer than Lakewood. And I was like. Fuck this, dude! I'm just going home. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> just, like I'm not driving for another forty minutes just to catch like the last two comics or whatever and not get a spot. Like it looked like a good lineup, but when I saw pictures of it, like I've never been in the Mahal's apartment room or whatever the hell they want to call it. They're like, that's the apartment performing area, and I was like, it, it's an apartment. I'm sorry, that is that's what that is folding me, chairs yeah. in the living room. That's what somebody said. It was looked like an actual apartment, but it was Anthony Mayo said it looked like an actual apartment, but uh, he said it was probably like 28 people, and it seemed like 100. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was know, like, very intimate. When you're like a, a foot away from somebody, when you're telling jokes, man, I guess that's as intimate as you're going to get. Did you go, Brandon? No, I just saw oh, pictures okay. of it. Yeah, it's it's. I, I want to go next time they do one there. I was supposed to do the one next weekend and it got canceled. The uh, bummer. The venue, the venue, like wanted to wanted to hold off on it or something. But but yeah. Oh, speaking of venues, man, I I, I met with the owners of Grindstone and um, I pitched them like a different type of setup where I get a headliner, a feature, and a host, and just have those three plus maybe some guest spots in there and stuff. And they greenlit me to like pay out and everything. So I I think we're going to change the format of grindstone coming up here, buddy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, That's like, I'm pumped. I can finally go on occasion because my work schedule is different. 
like a year i couldn't do any of like uh the cleveland mics it sucked <laughs> no man i feel like the only time i saw you was at pharmacy that was the one it's that you were always that, running now you're right yeah it's like a uh the palpably sad room on occasion dude last <laughs> last sunday was good man last uh, yeah, sometimes it's great it's, it's a true open mic sometimes it's uh let's call it uh you can ambush some people and they'll stay <laughs> other times uh you'll get a uh, heckled like you did that one night recently yeah. <laughs> so the whole yeah. table of people in the front row you're like yeah yeah as i was saying yeah 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 as i yeah. as i was <laughs> so annoying yeah. man last yeah. time i went same thing happened there was like a couple people but they, they were very involved with the show and i was very grateful they were very involved but i just wanted them to dial it back a little bit you know like, you don't need to give me your opinion on every joke this isn't american yeah. idol yeah right yeah dude i uh it it uh this past week like i got to try out all my like my whole chunk of new religious shit and it, and it all went pretty well they got the dave matthews references i was surprised and oh, it was, uh, i ran that by some people yeah. i ran the was that, one, was that there the last one you were at was i hosting that one yeah i think so yeah okay yeah that was a fun show yeah that was fun yeah that was called it was like a lot of comics and the people that were there they're actually like paying attention so it was a fun room yeah i gotta give uh tim wolf tim wolf gave me a, a bailout for that joke like whenever whenever the tagline stopped working mm. and and it fucking and it works it just it's just saying a lyric from from uh crash i think it is mm. it's on crash and it's just uh the uh Whenever I'm done with taglines, I just say the words. I'm like, yeah, I'm like I probably shouldn't make fun of God so much because if he does exist, you know, he's the king of the castle, and I'm just a dirty rascal. And it <laughs> fucking and it fucking works, dude. It's, it's, uh, that's I, fun. I didn't think that many. I didn't think that many people would know any Dave Matthews lyrics, but apparently, I don't do. listen to I Dave Matthews, and I just think it's funny to hear. Like, I didn't. <laughs> that's just a, yeah to hear it's like ah rascal that's a fun word <laughs> i had to ask people about that because i i'm with jared i'm not a huge dave matthews guy i know nothing of dave matthews for the most part i had to like ask other people was he really as big as john makes him out to be and apparently he was but, man yeah, apparently was everybody he, yeah. they were huge in the 90s like it, they were all over mtv they were all over the radio all the time crash was- imagine my uh my music choices at five probably didn't involve the only dave time matthews the only time I'd hear Dave Matthews, because like when I worked at a restaurant, you were allowed to play uh, your music, is when my boss would come in and he would like start playing Dave Matthews, and I'd be pissed because like I was listening to what I was listening to. I was like, no, <laughs> change this fucking Dave Matthews. <laughs> yeah, the song, the song "Crash" and the song "Ants Marching" were like two of the most overplayed songs of the '90s. Like, mm-hmm. just insane. Yeah. Them and Hootie and the Blowfish dominated uh, college fraternity scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. And Dave Matthews Band still has like a cult following of like, I don't know, like people that were in college and they're fucking in the fucking yeah. 90s. Like it's now they're all just walking around in flip flops at Dave Matthews Band concerts in the summertime. Blossom. Yeah. <laughs> Getting ready for Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Preparing themselves. Mm hmm. <laughs> Dave Matthews might just become Jimmy Buffett when Jimmy Buffett dies. Who knows? Have you seen Jimmy Buffett and Dave Matthews in the same room at the same time? <laughs> no. And as my joke says, Dave Matthews is immortal, so he could he could step into that role. Um, no, it's it's funny though. It's that shit. 
I, I won't do like like in Youngstown last night, like I did not take that joke that far. I just did the atheist agnostic part and got the fuck out of it because <laughs> it worked. But like I know like conservative crowds aren't gonna like the Christian jokes and the shit, but but I don't, I don't know, man. Trying to do the both sides thing with that kind of shit is really fucking tough sometimes. Right, yeah. yeah. But I hate when I think I have a good religious joke and I happen to tell it to like a very religious crowd and they can tell me like, hey, and I'm like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> right. Yeah. You've gotta... I feel like I've laid off religion because of grindstone and just being in front of white conservative people so much and seeing how touchy they get about religion. I mean, right. no just puns aside. Yeah, it's got yeah. it's got to be a really it's got to be like a really well written joke and it's got to be like kind of silly. So it doesn't. Like, so it doesn't offend as much, you know? Takes uh, right. edge off, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, like, the edgy ones, they're fun. Yeah. That's the best yeah. way to do it. It's like, oh, like, I got tickets to see Jim Jeffrey, so I'm going to see an hour of him doing that, so that'll be fun. That's <laughs> Hell cool. yeah, man. Yeah. Um, they're, dude, the Hilarity's calendar is insane for the next, like, who they have on the fucking books right now mm. like it's it's crazy like uh rena calms there tonight i've seen her she's fucking hilarious um mm. but they have like uh uh jay larson uh paul riser which i don't know if paul riser still any good but he's like a legend of comedy you know uh the scalar brothers fucking tom papa jeff garland rosebud baker orny adams Jay Farrow, Harry Condobola, Sam Morell, like it's fucking loaded for the next three or yeah, four months, dude. I've seen some of them up at Hilarities. See, I've seen uh, Rosebud, me and you went up to Sam. Let's go. I saw Tom Papa with Mickey. That was fun. Uh, I took a girl on a date to the Rosebud show, and like when I picked her up, she'd been drinking since like fucking noon. What's <laughs> <laughs> it called? She's like, and then they sat us in the very front of the fucking show. And a bunch of my friends that were comics were there, and I was like, "This is going to be a fucking catastrophe." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't. It went well, but like, uh, what's it called? It was just so stressful because, like, it's guy was like, "Hey, the comedian's going to talk to us like a lot. We're a couple in the front of the fucking show," and she's like, "I don't think they're going to talk to us." I'm like, "Yes, they are." <laughs> <laughs> Out of my mind. So John Armstrong was hosting. Uh, he didn't talk to us at all. I was relieved, but he just murdered. He fucking did so well. And then uh, what's it called? Uh, the uh, Rosebud's like uh, husband or whatever. First thing he says, he looks at uh, the girl date. Uh, the girl's on a date with, and he was just like, "Corn dogs, huh?" <laughs> he said something about uh, it's got he, he uh clearly very professional he was just had like it was a setup he was just like yeah um you ever take uh your food after a show like this and like uh go outside and eat in front of homeless people or something terrible as <laughs> well oh my god <laughs> it's like, worse if you just smoke a pack of cigarettes on east fourth and just just stand there and don't offer any to anybody else <laughs> smoke the whole pack yeah, it's you know, just uh, staring around, be like, I have them, but won't receive. They're mine. You can't <laughs> have them. Uh, but I remember she like talked to us uh, when uh, when uh, she was performing, and she said, uh, "How'd you two meet?" And she's uh, the girl's like, "Ah, Tinder." She said, mm, "The world's about to end. You want to fuck someone, right?" <laughs> <laughs> the pandemic. She's like, "Yeah, the world's coming to an end. Might as well." 
She's like, mm, classiest app I see, Tinder, huh? <laughs> Roasting us. It was fun as fuck. God. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard I heard she didn't have a good weekend in Cleveland. She uh what's it called at one point she said, Have you ever seen your dreams die in front of you? It's a direct quote, I believe. That's uh, wow. Yeah, it's what's it called? Good. I thought she was weird. She had well written shit. Like she would just like say some like fucked up shit and like it was kinda like uh she had like some real I think like some religious jokes or something, and like people would like kind of back off, kinda like we were just talking about. They're like, hey, her, her. And then, like, what's it called? I've seen that she, like, went into, like, some of her material that I, like, seen her do before. So that I could tell she, like, definitely edited it. That she was, like, made, like, a joke, like, uh, making fun of Trump or something. And she's, like, that, I guess, and, like, her original one is, like, you know, to make you guys, like, feel safe. And she said, I guess to make some of you feel safe. <laughs> Changing it. Like, you get to feel the spite. It was funny. Yeah, dude. The uh, only positive end of that is knowing that she did get an actual Cleveland experience. Like, have you ever seen your dreams die in front of you? And we're like, yeah, every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. LVT. <laughs> uh, this is normal for us. Yeah. Her her YouTube special is really fucking good, I thought. Um, but... so the one Bill Burr uh, had her do, that little uh, the ringers thing, that was good. And yeah, what's got her newest one, the Whiskey Fit. This is wild. Yeah, I've been rooting. I've been rooting for her for a while because uh, I, I, she was in that documentary that I loved on Amazon. Um, it was uh, what the fuck was it? Inside Jokes? I think it's called. It's about they follow like six comics that are trying to get into the JFL New Faces Showcase, and she was one of them. Oh yeah, and yeah, and she was her and uh, Kellen, Ers- Kellen Erskine were my two favorites for, from, from uh, that show. I just. I love her one joke about, uh, what was it, like, uh, her family. She's, like, my dad, like, worked in the Bush administration or whatever, and her, like, sisters are, like, aggressively liberal. And she's like, I'm liberal, but, like, they're, like, really liberal. And they're like, Obama's my dad. She's like, Katie, her family destroyed the Middle East. <laughs> yeah, her her uh, her her grandpa was her grandpa was actually was like the James Baker. In yeah, the, James Baker, whatever. Yeah, yeah. looked it up afterwards. But she's not joking. No, no, yeah, he was in both Bush administrations, and he did something in the Reagan administration. Like he was, of course, he yeah. did war. That's what he did. Yeah, he was a big like inside inside guy for a long time. I think he was the Secretary of State under one of them. Him and Dick Cheney just give each other hand jobs. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah. "This is straight. This is straight and Catholic." <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I I think she should lean into that shit more because that that's like it. I know it's got to be hard to do because I think he's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I don't. It might be harder if he wasn't still alive because then her parents would get pissed at her or something. You know. Yeah, that's stuff. It's so hard to like figure out. Like, uh, that's one thing in comedy. It's so hard to figure out like where to, where where to, where, what goes too far into your personal life. Mm. You know, to where it's like, yeah, like it's it's like what is gonna like really piss someone off if they're at the show. And I'm talking about them, you know, like it's like it, it helps for me because my family never comes to my shows. So I get to say whatever the hell I want. Yeah. and No one's going to. And so the one time they do and I have all these well rehearsed jokes that I have to tell yeah. for my like 15 minutes out or something. And my aunt's like front row. And the only thing I can do is not make eye contact with her. I'm like, she's probably never going to talk to me again. Yeah. Right. If I don't look at her right now, it's not going to matter in the moment. 
Dude, I'll 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 address it. Like when I, when I'm doing like the the times I've done like paid shows at Funny Stop where my mamas came came to see me, like the co-feature or the, whenever I featured for Ray, um, I just straight up address it before I go into a joke. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, my mom's actually because I just did a joke about my mom, and then I'd be like, yeah, my mom's actually here tonight. She is not gonna like this next chunk of material, and like that gets a big laugh from the crowd. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm like, sure. I'm like, but sorry, mom, I'm doing it anyway. It's like, you know, like it's. We were kind of <laughs> talking like this earlier uh, when you were uh, internetless uh, for a second. Where uh, what's it called? Um, I started uh, dating a girl, and I'll tell jokes about her uh, giving me blowjobs, and she'll just be in the back of the room and be like, "That's me." <laughs> <laughs> just like I do that. It's just like wow, exact opposite reaction I expected. Wow, that's fun. <laughs> They're yeah. like, look at the jawline on her. He's not kidding. <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> uh, uh, fun, it's like, oh, she's just kind of raunchy in general. Uh, I remember I was like talking to Robinson, <laughs> and uh, what's it called? I don't know why we were just making jokes. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna start dating Blake now. I bet Blake gives good head. And she's like, well, I don't give good enough head or something. Like right in front of Blake. I was like, holy shit! <laughs> no, no, you give great head. You give great head. Call me. <laughs> Blake uh, doesn't geek. Well, we got a lot. We got a lot of. Uh, we got a lot of big news to get to. Um, that's happened yeah. since me and Brandon last did a podcast on Wednesday. Um, yeah. Um, this is uh, this is from CBS Evening News. This is uh, about the head of CNN resigning this week. There was a big shakeup in the world of cable news today. CNN President Jeff Zucker abruptly resigned after acknowledging a consensual relationship with a coworker. Details of the relationship came to light during the investigation into now-fired CNN anchor Chris Cuomo. CBS's Jerika Duncan has more. He was one of America's most powerful moguls who propelled the careers of media stars. Today, his exit came suddenly. In his resignation letter, Jeff Zucker admitted to a consensual relationship with another executive at CNN. I was required to disclose it, Zucker wrote, but I didn't. I was wrong. In a separate statement, CNN chief marketing officer Allison Gullist admitted to the relationship. The two met more than 20 years ago when both were at NBC. Zucker's downfall comes just two months after CNN anchor Chris Cuomo was fired for not disclosing the extent of his involvement and advising his brother, then New York's governor, on how to handle sexual harassment allegations. During the Chris Cuomo investigation, Zucker was asked about his own relationship with Gullist. What stands out as problematic when you look at why he resigned? Leadership and culture starts from the top. And if he's not following it, I don't know how they can expect any employee to follow it. Today, CNN host Allison Camerata defended Zucker. These are two consenting adults who are both executives. That, that they can't have a private relationship um, feels wrong. The network's Brian Stelter says it may all be a domino effect from Chris Cuomo's firing. There were reports that he wasn't going to get paid the millions of dollars that were going to be on the remainder of his contract. So as a source uh, said to me earlier today, he was trying to burn the place down. A source close to Chris Cuomo tells CBS News he had no involvement in exposing Zucker's relationship. As for Gullis, last year she was rumored to have been next in line to take Zucker's position if he stepped down. As of right now, she is staying put at CNN. So this is kind of crazy. Um, 
uh, Cuomo's trying to say that he didn't have anything to do with it. But it's like this is like a long term relationship that everybody knew about that didn't get exposed until the Chris Cuomo shit. So it's like, yeah, dude, you did like you. He was he was he was like, if I'm going down, I'm taking this dude down with me. And 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 apparently Jeff Zucker was like very well liked by all of the staff and everything at CNN. So like it's. It's and apparently not- by the girls he slept with because it wasn't <laughs> the case for Cuomo. <laughs> Clearly they really doubled down and this was a consensual relationship. And I was like, it's weird that you have to go that far into that. Yeah. Most of us would just assume it would be. I think Cuomo and Zucker should just fight to the death and winner gets to stay at CNN. <laughs> it's Broadcast just, that shit. It's crazy that it's crazy. That I they've made a CNN broadcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> It's crazy that they've known each other for 20 years and they've been in this relationship for, for it seems like a really long time and mm-hmm. like everybody knew about it, but then it comes out and he has to step down. Like they forced him to resign mm-hmm. immediately. It's, it's all because it's all because of this big merger that's coming up. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys heard about it, but like discovery is, is merging with like AT and T and, and, like the Turner, the Turner That's group weird. and shit. Like, it's That's... all gonna be one big conglomerate now. Like, it's <laughs> and... definitely an antitrust violation. Yeah, right. and they didn't want any scandals going on whenever they were trying to make the merger happen. So that's. I, like, I worked so hard against these things. <laughs> I just imagine Zucker up there giving a speech about how he got really good blowjobs, and she's just in the back going, "That's me." Represent. <laughs> oh, That's fun. Why does everyone like named Zucker culture. and Zuckerberg have so much money and power? What the fuck? Yeah. Well, they're all part of the lizard people family, and okay. when you're related, that's the surname you take. Um, I, I like to think there's a desert planet of these lizard people, and they're coming to steal Earth's precious water supply. And that's where all <laughs> ducks come from. Might and be. they just have really cool products there. Like everything they have, they're just like, God, I would, I would buy that. I'm not even mad. <laughs> so oh, man this next this next story is a weird one um michael bloomberg former mayor of new york um had a kidnapping happen at his at his house in colorado new details tonight in the terrifying kidnapping at a colorado ranch owned by former new york city mayor michael bloomberg dramatic video from police showing the rescue of a worker who they say was taken from the ranch at gunpoint by a man looking for bloomberg's two daughters and tonight the billionaire's message to law enforcement here's abc's zareen shaw tonight Video of a SWAT team rescuing one of Michael Bloomberg's employees after authorities say she was kidnapped at gunpoint from this Colorado ranch and taken to a Wyoming hotel. They were able to apparently track her iPad which eventually led them to Cheyenne, Wyoming. Authorities say on Wednesday morning, the suspect, Joseph Beecher, rammed his vehicle through the main gate to the home, pictured here in a real estate photo, and confronted a supervising housekeeper. He reportedly asked where the billionaire's daughters were, wanting to make an international scene. But officials say the Bloombergs were not at the ranch. The woman telling authorities Beecher pointed a machine gun at her face and told her she was coming with him. She reportedly mouthed the words, help me, to an ATM camera when he forced her to withdraw money. The two seen on hotel surveillance videos that afternoon, the rescue occurring hours later in the middle of the night. 
A Bloomberg spokesperson telling ABC, we're deeply grateful to law enforcement for their swift and heroic action in this case. Beecher now facing kidnapping and possibly other charges. The victim is safe and with family. Experts say she stayed calm and friendly, and that probably increased her odds of staying alive. With Zareen with that incredible video, thank you. I just want to know, they kind of skipped over, like, they said that he was there looking for Bloomberg's daughters, but it didn't say, like, why or anything, like... That was weird. He, he said he wanted to make an international scene, and I was like, so a kidnapping? Dude, yeah. way crazier shit happens internationally than this all the time. This isn't even going to scratch the surface of international news. Right. I mean, those are Bloom, Bloomberg's daughters. They don't They don't look like... Uh, they don't look like they'd be involved in any, like, shady drug activity yeah, the other's mom. Yeah. or anything <laughs> yeah i think he would have been better off instead of buying a colorado ranch to buy a hidden valley ranch and then he would have never been found nobody would have ever noticed <laughs> and then cover him with ranch my first thought was uh when it said taking it on point i was just like what by alex baldwin <laughs> 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 Baldwin. Dude. And whatever, uh, that that shit's kind of been swept under the rug too i don't know what like there's been no stories about like what the results of those investigations were or anything no right. no his excuses were horrible like he was just like i didn't pull the trigger and they're like you you did though there was a lot of cameras there it was a movie set uh yeah we were recording yeah. that's our job yeah, I don't understand that defense. Um, <laughs> I don't kill people. Guns kill people. Whatever I, I hold them. On. <laughs> yeah. You know, the other thing I thought was weird about that story, though, was they were saying that she was like real friendly with the kidnapper. And that's that's part of why she survived. I was like, now, what's your definition of friendly to the kidnapper? You like, were they riding in the car and she was just like crazy weather we've been having? Right. Like, you know, like yeah. what, what is she talking to him about? Like, yeah, I saw the new Spider Man. Like, oh my god, you too? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, he's like, I knew Toby was in it. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, that uh, I don't know. That's a weird, weird fucking story. I don't know what there's got to be more to that. Like, I don't know why. Like, where, was he trying to kidnap Bloomberg's daughters or something? Yeah. Like, it's just he had to have been like, just what was settled? His, yeah, like, what was his like. The real crime Goal. is uh, and, <laughs> like, to go to Wyoming. So what did you say, So the real crime is being forced to leave Colorado and having to go to Wyoming. <laughs> Fair point. I didn't even know they had internet in Wyoming to be able to track people as to where they're at. <laughs> I thought they lost it in the forest eventually. Yeah. What if it just told them like what state they were in? They just saw Wyoming and they're like, she's gone. We yeah. tried. No fucking way. We're finding her there. That's it's not gonna happen. I was talking to my like dad. At this point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to my dad about uh, the uh, like hiring shortage shit and whatever. He said, "What's your solution?" I was like, "More immigration." That's my solution. He's like, "He's like, you can't just like keep letting people people in. Like, we're gonna have uh, the country's gonna be overrun." And I'm like, "Have you seen the West? Like, there's there's no one there." Like it's yeah. <laughs> like have we, at it. We have plenty of room in like Wyoming, Montana, fucking. We're not Dakotas. making enough people here. We might as well import some. I mean, yeah. fuck. 
we do have uh what's called an insane landmass uh just in like the country just in the whole country like the state of california as big as the country of japan landmass wise so like <laughs> yeah texas right Crazy. yeah there's a lot of room dude <laughs> i i, I was I was listening to a podcast about the expansion of Texas the other day, and it's pretty crazy. Like around the Dallas area, there's there's places that, um, like I forget what the one place was called. It was like one of the places on the outskirts of Dallas that uh, seven years ago had a population of seven hundred, and now they have a population of thirty thousand. Is that immigration or are they just Seven really horny? No, it's just people moving to Dallas. Like Dallas is ah, like, okay. Dallas is becoming like a hub for business and mm-hmm. and uh it's like the outskirts of Dallas are getting built up really, really big. Jerseys everywhere. Yeah, well that's that's what the like the Dallas mayor is like, you know, like in a in a bad place because he can't they're, the way their government's set up is he can't really do anything. It's more of a ceremonial role. Um, but they of course have, it is. Yeah, but they have like all these. They have like all these, uh, all these uh, uh, outskirts cities and stuff being built up. But nobody's actually no, nobody's actually making Dallas nicer. You know, mm. so it's like it's it's kind of fucked up. Like I don't know. But it, it's, is it uh, true that uh, is it true that Texas has a bigger GDP than Russia does? I read that somewhere. I don't know how true it is. Uh, uh, Texas has all like uh, a lot of like uh, oil and engineering money. So uh, yeah, I would believe that. I mean, kind of makes Russia a lot less scary. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, Just, yeah. it sounds. Well, Russia's right. not so menacing now. Yeah, what's it called? Uh, don't tell it to Ukraine. But uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Or is or is Texas more scary? <laughs> not like it's... Oh, that's not even a question. <laughs> War between Texas and uh, Russia. <laughs> yeah, but Russia's able to handle Texas's biggest weakness, snow. The, <clears throat> the second snow hits Texas, it's done. Everyone's just fucked. No one's ever seen it before. You guys... You guys... Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was say, that's what did Napoleon did. Yep. <laughs> uh, you guys created like a perfect little transition there because our next story is about Russia. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> Look at us segueing. Yeah, fucking... Uh, this is about Biden, <laughs> Biden sending troops to Eastern Europe. Well, tonight, the standoff with Russia has escalated with the U.S. saying it will deploy thousands of troops to allies in Eastern Europe as a message to Putin. CBS's Charlie Daggett reports tonight from inside Estonia, the former Soviet Republic and now a member of NATO. It's important that we send a strong signal to Mr. Putin and, frankly, to the world that NATO matters to the United States. It matters to our allies. That signal shipping out 2,000 troops from Fort Bragg, North Carolina, to Poland and Germany and redeploying roughly 1,000 forces from Germany to Romania. The decision comes as new satellite imagery reveals a Russian troop buildup in areas bordering Ukraine, including Belarus, where joint military drills took place today with tanks and combat helicopters. Countering that threat in the Baltic nation of Estonia this week, America has been flexing its own military might, sending a squadron of F-15 fighters to strengthen NATO policing missions. These American fighter jets have been deployed with NATO partners on the alliance's eastern flank, right along the border with Russia. And the mission has never been more critical. 
What we're primarily looking for is any aircraft that are operating outside of normal international rules that might infringe on NATO airspace. Such as the Russian fighter jet we're told was intercepted in these skies just last weekend. With tensions rising in Ukraine, the aim is to reassure NATO partners while keeping Russia on watch. Dude, this is like uh, this is like Russia being like being dick. like, hey, look at my dick. And then yeah. and then America's like, ours is still bigger. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I mean yeah, we just pulled our dick out of the Middle East. We left some <laughs> of it behind, but the rest of it still yeah, pretty goddamn big. There. Don't test her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, Military exercises are basically a dick measuring contest. Like that's Yep. Uh, what's it called? Uh Russia, I don't know. They're just like sitting at like the border. I feel like they have like war like blue balls, military blue balls. Like, they just they want it so badly. Yeah. Well, I get it. I mean, you, you dump so much of your funding into the military and then just never use it. You just leave it there and, you know, make threats with it and shit. They're probably bored. They're probably really bored. I mean, Putin came up through the KGB. So, you know, that's his whole background. That's he, he wants to. But they're all dead. Yeah. His mm-hmm. whole goal is to get the Soviet Union back together. I mean, that's it's like his goal in life. What's it called? I also thought like, when they said uh, they're looking for fighter jets, I just like to imagine Putin being like, fools, I'll attack by submarine. Yeah. <laughs> One if by land, two if by sea. Exactly. <laughs> I know they're looking for the jets. I'm three steps ahead of this chess game. This is all just <laughs> a big this is all just a big distraction so Putin can attack Alaska. This is I've <laughs> <laughs> wanted this whole time. <laughs> I feel like he would just get it and be pissed. He'd be like, this is not what I expected this to be. <laughs> Went down past Japan? Took the Philippines? Wow. <laughs> what's it called? Uh, yeah, what's, I watched a uh, documentary. I've been on a terror. I've just been getting real stoned and watching documentaries on basically every country. I've done almost all of Europe and all of Asia. Almost all of them. And yeah, Ukraine and uh, Russia used to be part of it. And then Ukraine was like, fuck you. And Russia's like, hey. And that's basically it. <laughs> that's the end of the story. Like, that's, how, that's where it lies today. One or two hundred years. They're like actually much longer than that. But in general, like uh, since like they became like a country, country. Yeah. There's been people in the area that've been like, "This is bullshit" for quite some time. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yep, a lot of a lot of fun tension from Russia used to owning everything in that fucking area. Yeah, dude. The, that was like my favorite character on. Uh, that they did on Weekend Update was uh, Kate McKinnon, Kate McKinnon doing the Russian lady. It, it was so fucking good. Oh yeah, talking about how cold, and miserable it is. Like it's, it's so fucking good. Um, we got uh, we got some a couple more stories. This is a this is uh, the rest of them are about uh, January sixth shit and Trump. Um, but this is uh, Mike Pence actually uh, speaking out against Trump. This week, this from Night, a crack News. in the Republican Party is widening. The RNC continues to side with former President Trump, but former Vice President Mike Pence is finally calling out his false election claims. And late last night, Trump fired back. We get more now from CBS's Christina Ruffini, who is at the White House. Christina, good evening. 
Good evening, Ouija. Well, Mr. Trump just issued another statement that hit our inboxes a little while ago, asking why, if Mike Pence didn't have the authority to, quote, send the votes forward, are the Dems and Rhinos, that's Republicans in name only, quote, fighting so hard to make it impossible for a VP to do so in the future? Followed, of course, by a link for donations. President Trump is wrong. Four words high-ranking Republicans seldom say out loud, let alone at a conservative conference in Florida. But addressing the events of January 6th, former Vice President Mike Pence offered a strong rebuke to those, including Trump, who claim he could have refused to certify the election. There is no idea more un-American than the notion that any one person could choose the American president. The former president responded with a written statement saying, I was right and everyone knows it. And we all got screwed together, but you know what? We're going to fix it. We're gonna Many Republicans see support for Trump as the best way to win back control of the House in November's midterms. The eyes have it. A winter meeting of the RNC voted on Friday to censure Representatives Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger for serving on the House committee investigating January 6th, saying they are participating in a Democrat-led person Execution of ordinary citizens engaged in legitimate political discourse. Cheney tweeted this video in response, writing, this is not legitimate political discourse. Christina Ruffini is back with us now. Christina, the January 6th committee has already issued subpoenas to so many former Trump administration officials. Could the former vice president be next? He could be, and he's certainly the top of the list of people they want to speak to. Look, he has firsthand knowledge of what went on, not only inside the Capitol that day, but what was going on in the executive branch behind me, those behind-the-scenes discussions. He has not been called yet, but as of this evening, the committee tells CBS News they've spoken to 475 witnesses and received over 60,000 pages of documents, so they might want to go through that, get their things in order before they make a call to the vice president. And I know you will be tracking it, too. Thank you so much, Christina Ruffini at the White it's a lot there. Um, <laughs> There's a lot to unpack. Yeah, I, I, I nixed the last story I was going to play because I didn't realize that they talked about it in that story, and that was the censuring of uh, Kinzinger and uh, Cheney. Um, yeah. It's, it's crazy, man. The RNC is – the RNC has always been, like, the most extreme part of the Republican Party. Which is yeah. weird because the DNC is the exact opposite. Like the DNC is pretty much moderate with everything, mm-hmm. um, but the RNC is like always been the most extreme end of the party. And uh, they said that January sixth was normal political discourse. So, Gosh. well, yeah, we see it every yeah. year, right? You know how that goes. It's yeah. funny. Apple that always gets invaded. Like they're the same people that complain about like Venezuela. Like, like yeah. their capital building, and, and they're, like they do the same. Like, well, ours is okay. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what's it called? Whenever Trump like says he's still the president, it just makes me think of like a kid who, like a thirty-year-old wearing like a high school varsity jacket, and be like, you know what I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine on his deathbed, he just writes something out, and they think it's his will. It's just his resignation. He's finally leaving the presidency <laughs> dude uh, i can't believe they call themselves rhinos that that really got that me. was hilarious republicans awesome. republicans yeah. in name only a lot Jesus of them Christ. are that and probably weigh as much as a rhino but um yeah at yeah. first they were like man this is the baddest name ever 
<laughs> now they're like we're we're being hunted for our horns. Oh man, it's uh, our I'm politics is so weird here. right now. <laughs> yeah, I I just can't believe that like the the standard of of the Republican Party, like the the ideals of the Republican Party, rest with Donald Trump. Like that is if you go against him, now you're considered going against the Republican Party. Yeah, right. what happened? Yeah. You know what I mean? I I thought Pence was going to be the next guy because he seemed pretty just standard cut Republican conservative right. white guy, very religious, mm. pretty much embodies all the normal shit the Republicans would would be a part of. But now he's like the he's the Benedict Arnold of the Republican Party because he didn't overturn the election or I don't, I don't understand what's going on anymore, man. Yeah, it's it's nuts, dude. There's uh, yeah. it, those it, were some dueling speeches, too, man. Trump was yeah. wrong. Yeah. No, I wasn't. And they were like, the shots fired. Trump. Yeah. I like Trump. Drama between them. I was <laughs> right, and everybody knows it. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, it's seriously like high school shit. Like, I was right, and everybody knows it. Like, you, dude, you were the president, man. Like, speak with proper English. Like, sound like a professional. Like, you know. Yeah. Hey, man, you peaked in high school. So yeah. Just- <laughs> I feel like they had to ask like other people in their offices to just hand this like little note card back and forth to each other. And on the one side, it says Trump was wrong. And on the other side, it says I was right. And everybody knows it. And that's where this whole news article came from. <laughs> oh, man. And then a teacher took it and made him read it in front of the class. It is nuts. I saw this fucking I saw this video that was like a newly released video uh, from January 6th this week. And it was like some dude uh some dude marching to the capitol or whatever and he was like he's like we're gonna he's like we're gonna he's like if pence did that i heard pence he's like i heard pence certified the vote if he did that we're gonna take him out in the street and hang him and like just start like chanting shit like that and he was like he was like we're gonna slice all of them up and slice their throats i'm like jesus <laughs> christ dude what the fuck like why would you record yourself saying that like it that's not gonna look good in court how dumb yeah. Uh, Some of these people are so fucking stupid. They're going to get slashed and be like, now that was not us. Now, I see why you might think that was us. Like, I didn't know what you Anybody. Know what did, yeah. But that really wasn't. That was the Viet Cong. Have you guys seen that Invisalign commercial where that, that one like little girl's like, yo, Brandon, what you got on? And he's like, don't worry about it, sweetheart. And like pops his little Invisalign in. What the fuck? No. You guys have never seen that? I'm telling you, look it up. It's hysterical. <laughs> but I want to make a TikTok of that where the little girl's like, what you got on, Brandon? And it's just the shaman guy with his like weird shaman head. And he's like, don't worry about it, sweetheart. <laughs> Arches towards the Capitol after that. I love, I love the new Always Sunny where uh, Charlie and D like made that dude's costume. You see that one? Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they had a topical one that was fun as fuck. And yeah, they fucking made uh, that. They're like, you made that dude's costume? They're like, ooh, yeah, I think we did. Ouch, our bad. <laughs> I did enjoy seeing that dude's reaction to like prison treatment where he was just like freaking out because he was like, they don't even have vegetarian options here. And I thought, what part of prison ever made you think that they offered vegetarian options? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I forget what show it was, but there was a prison show that uh, that I, I found out that they do offer kosher options. Yeah. So like if you, oh, that was Orange is the New Black. 
I looked it up and it's real. So they, they offer kosher options. So like there are legit people that will convert to Judaism in prison so that they get better food. So that they better. get better food. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think they do things for uh, Muslims too. Like I think I think you can if you're Muslim, they you know, obviously I don't think they eat beef. Is that what it is? Or uh, is it pork? I can't remember. I get it mixed up a lot. But they offer stuff for that situation too. But something tells me if you're you're telling these guys that you're a shaman, they're probably not going to offer you shit. They're, yeah, they're probably think, not going to change your diet. <laughs> yeah, I think it's pork. And I think. Uh, I think what do shamans eat? Berries? I don't know. You would think. Pigs? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I think Muslims is pork and and Hindu is cows. But I'm not. Ah, okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure. But, um, but yeah, we'll get to uh, let's get to Jared's comedian. Um, also probably my favorite comedian right now, uh, Sam Morell. He's coming oh, yeah. back to hilarities in June, so I can't wait for that. That'll be oh. cool. Um, we've had several Sam Morell clips on here before. I, I just picked another chunk from his special. Uh, we're mm. probably going to end up playing all of it in chunks by the time we're done with this podcast. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, yeah, man. What what is what is it about Sam Morell that you love? Uh, I like that he doesn't take long to get to a punchline. I don't know. He doesn't need. I don't know. There's like very uh, little wasted motion. I feel like I like want to make like my writing like tighter because of it. I don't know, like him and Mark Norman are both really good at it. And some of like the people uh, like um, they uh, go around and do stuff with, I don't know if you know, like Gary Vider uh, or like uh, yeah. with the girl we saw open for him, like Dina Hashim, like they're all kind of yeah. just like very short, like funny ass jokes, just like to the point, like now I like that a lot. And like, you can also do like a long bit where he does that for like five minutes. I feel, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, so, that's what's amazing to me about both him and Mark Norman is that, they're basically one-liner comics, but they tell stories with one-liners. Like you know, so it's like it's like every line is a joke. Like it's just fucking crazy. It, they make great. everything count, and I think that's impressive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very little waste of motion. Big yeah. fan of that. I like. Uh, yeah. What, uh, so yeah, I, just, I just like one-liners in general. I've been on like a one-liner tear for the last like two years, and yeah, yeah it's like uh, they're particularly good at it for modern people. Yeah, I mean that's their 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 hero. They talk about on the podcast all the time, Rodney Dangerfield. And oh yeah, they, yeah. It's like oh, he's a goober, and Rodney's funny as fuck. Some of his jokes are really yeah, good. and it's the same thing with him. He never wasted a word. Like you Definitely. know, like it was. It's a god. He was just like he seemed like he was on coke. I doubt he was, but he just seemed like he was just fucking moving. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Mitch Hedberg, I fucking love so much too. So oh, everybody loves Mitch Hedberg. Yeah, it's just very likable fellow. <laughs> yeah, they very much come from that school of Rodney Dangerfield, though, where it's it's like it's all about word economy. You know, oh, exactly. Yeah, let's go. Just get to it now. Yeah, yeah. I watched a documentary on Rodney. Uh, yeah, what's it called? He did comedy for like ten or fifteen years. Wasn't doing well. Quit. Came back like ten years after that in his like forties and was destroying because he was writing that whole time. Yeah, wasn't he like a school teacher for a while or something? An aluminum siding salesman. Oh, and, that's uh, great. badass. And uh, he would uh, what's it called? Like tell like jokes like to people when he was trying to make a sale. And then he was like, "Oh, are these are these better now? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually <laughs> got 
confidence. Yeah. <laughs> he started doing better. Let's go. Uh, I love his one. Uh, I love my favorite one by him. I think he said, uh, "Who said you can sleep with my wife?" And he said, "Everybody." <laughs> <laughs> I love that joke. Yeah, I tell you, I get no respect. No yeah. respect. I tell you. <laughs> so you ever walk in the bathroom and see your home phone number? I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, it's I don't, I don't, in the documentary. Uh, I don't think his wife ever cheated on him. He was just really insecure about it. So that's where it all came. I mean, a lot of times it's more fun just to exaggerate. You know what I mean? Like you'll tell a exactly. story to somebody, and they're like. It would have been funnier if this happened. You're like, I can just say that that happened. Absolutely. Nobody's going to tell me I was wrong. Yeah, exactly. That's a crazy story. It's like, didn't happen. But yeah. <laughs> well, listen to this clip from Sam Morales. I got this. Um, this is uh, this is a chunk about, I don't know, domestic violence is how it starts, I think. Or not domestic violence, but uh, domestic arguments. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I love that one. Yeah. Both yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. It was hard to me to come out tonight, you know? Well, it's not the weather, it's uh, my neighbors are breaking up and I didn't want to miss it, you know? It's, uh, it sounds very painful for them, so I don't feel good about it, but have you ever heard a relationship unravel from the comfort of your own couch? It's kind of nice. I'll be watching the game and I hear the fight start and I have to hit mute so I can listen. I was watching tennis and I just overheard her go, oh yeah, and I was like, click. She just yells out, you have a tiny dick. And I was like, cancel my plans. (laughs) This is more important. And then he goes, oh yeah, you're a fucking bitch. And I was like, all right, so far she's winning, for sure. Not even close. And then she goes, oh yeah, your dick is so small. So she's recycling material, but um, still a devastating blow, you know? Not easy to come back from. And then he yells out, oh yeah? Well, your pussy stinks. And I was like, all right, we got a match on our hands here. (laughs) And it's going back and forth so much, it almost starts to sync up with a tennis match where it's like, tiny dick, stinky pussy. Tiny dick, stinky pussy. So finally, I had to knock on the door. I said, hey, it's Sam from across the hall. Uh, Longtime listener, first time knocker. (laughs) You guys are killing it. I wore a little referee shirt. I said, both of you should drop your pants. I'll settle this shit right now. (laughs) Breakups, man, they're painful, right? They don't feel good. I got a text from my ex not too long ago. She just said, just out of the blue, she wrote, just so you know, I'm seeing this new guy. And I wrote back, oh, wow, okay. And then she wrote, what? You didn't think I was ever going to date ever again? And I said, no, I didn't remember signing up for the push notifications. You know, I... (laughs) I'd like to hear less from you and the HuffPo, if possible. <laughs> but neither of you will leave me be. You know what the problem is? We have sex ed when we're kids, but we need relationship ed. That's where you need the help. I don't need help with how to put a condom on. I need help with what to do when she starts packing her shit. That's where I need the guidance. She's like, I don't love you anymore. And I'm like, cool, Coach Mitchell did not cover this part, but I can show you where the clit is. She's like, now's not a good time. I'm like, keep me posted. I wear a condom every time. You have to. It's not fun, but you got to do it. It's like doing volunteer work. Because during, I'm like, this kind of sucks. But then afterwards, I'm always thinking, good for me. Yeah. I do it for the kids. That's why. 
Gotta wear a condom. It's not the best, but you know. Lambskin, anyone do a lambskin condom? Yeah, you do it? What do you think? You like it? It's so much better? It is, yeah. No one else, it's just me and her. We're the only shepherds in the house tonight? What happened, right? <laughs> it is good, right? It feels better. Here's how you do it, if you don't know. You fuck in a lambskin, and then you eat a gyro, and then, um, and then you go out in a wool sweater. You gotta use the entire animal. That's how you do it. Right? I feel bad in relationships because I'm very disappointing, you know? <laughs> I really am. I think, I think women are like, he's a comic, he'll be fun. I'm fun, there's other stuff. <laughs> I'm like the Dominican Republic, you know? I'm great for like five days. And then, <laughs> and then you're like, oh, this has some problems I was not aware of. <laughs> I'm not Haiti, but I'm in the vicinity of what that is. Weird time. And I feel for you women. Look, the Me Too stuff, I get it. It's, it's a weird, it's a very emotional issue. It's also a very important issue. It's a weird combo though. You know, sometimes I'll see posted as a man, it doesn't fully resonate. I saw a post the other day, it said there's nothing more feared than an intelligent woman. I was like, that's not true. <laughs> it's not even in my top five. <laughs> and I frighten easily, but I've never been on the subway at two in the morning and been like, oh no. <laughs> This looks like a pack of valedictorians right here. I <laughs> hope they're not summa cum laude. Oh, man. It's just every... You, I mean, you could go through... You can go through his entire special, and there's never... There's never, like, a moment of not laugh... Like, no laughter. Like, it's just... Right. It really it fills that vacuum. Yeah, man. It's... The, those guys, like... It's, it's the New York style of, of comedy, for sure. Um, but like the, when you see those New York guys like that, it's like they they just don't let up. Like there's you know like the... that's a that's why uh, what's called. I went to the comedy cellar recently, and yeah, about a bunch of different people just like boom, 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 like right at, back to back, like everything. It was awesome, and it's funny. He was talking about uh, let's call it never at two a.m. See like a like um like oh no, remember. Uh, my sister's friend works at a bar like a street away from the comedy cellar. She let me stay there till like five or six a.m. We were just getting drunk. It was a good time. Yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, you can um, take this one subway back. It's really sketchy at this hour though. And I was like, oh, we'll see how this goes. There's a trail <laughs> of blood leading in when I was walking into the subway. There was just like blood all on the ground leading in. I was like, oh, he's not fucking joking. Not <laughs> <laughs> yeah. here. And let's go. Um, I remember like I was like sad when I was leaving New York. I was like, oh, that's a bummer. Like I liked being here. And then like, like I was kind of like, I don't know, being like, oh. And then like I look in the corner and see a homeless lady taking the most aggressive shit I've ever seen in my entire life. Like she was like grunting. She was like, like her face. And then I was like, all right, this place isn't that great. Never mind. Yeah, exactly. Dude, it's uh, New York's a crazy place, man. I've only been once, and it was before I did comedy, so I I need I to go back. Yeah, I mean, I to do some open back. mics, and you, yeah, it's got a lot of I don't know a lot of the comedians. I don't know at least open bike wise. Like I was like, huh, thought you'd all be way better. <laughs> yeah, it's it's we've talked about it before, but it's just the same. It's every comic I've talked to from New York. Yeah, it's the same. There's just more of each level. All right, you know, yeah. like it's yeah, way more clubs all around and stuff. But uh, 
yeah what's it called kind of the same general vibe like like i don't know like five to ten people in a room sometimes sometimes like well, last time i was there i got like 20 or 30 so that was a good room that was fun yeah but Scott, i think I- whenever someone asks me like uh what comedian i like and i'll say sam morell and they're like what's something that like what what's one of his jokes i was like his uh one bit about uh the botched terrorist missions i don't know if you remember that one mm-hmm. no uh, what's it called he'll say um like the uh there's like botched terrorist missions where people will go to like Miami and then be like, you know what? I like America now. Like we used, uh, they like joined like a frat. Like he was reading this. All right. So like they went to um, recruit people to be terrorists at a college and they wound up joining a frat. <laughs> like uh, we used to, um, we used to be Al Qaeda. Now we're sick. guy. <laughs> objective is still virgins and that fucking kills me <laughs> it's like that's so good so i'll say either that or his rain delay one you've heard that one uh-uh. uh what's it called he said a lot of sex terms are named after baseball like first base second base grass on the field play ball it's like uh, i made my own it's rain delay uh that's when she's crying <laughs> it's That's so good. good. <laughs> yeah. uh, what a goober! Hell yeah! Well, I well, gotta, I gotta take a piss soon. So, uh, Jared, do you have anything to promote coming up? Um, yeah. What's it called? Um, well, feel free to come to the Barmacy Show on Sundays every week. Either me or Fark is hosting. He's hosting uh, tonight and next week, and I'll do the next two weeks after that. I'll be at Grindstone here on Friday the 18th. Ooh, that'll be fun. Oh, yeah. Let's see. This upcoming week, I guess I'll just, I'm going to try to do a bunch of shows. I'm going to try to see if I can do two on Tuesday, two on Wednesday. So I can go maybe TikTok Tavern in Lakewood on Tuesday. Then maybe try to end at Matinee in Akron. And then Wednesday, maybe go Funny Stop and then uh, LVT. Hell yeah, just jumping right back into it. <laughs> Full blown, dude. Hell yeah. Uh, and, uh, I think the 23rd, Dave Morales is doing the uh, theater show. You might be able to do the theater show and LVT. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm down yeah. clown. Let's say the 23rd. Yeah. Uh, yep. Is that like an open mic where people can just like show up? Yeah. Yep. Fuck yeah. yeah. Right. I've seen uh, him perform like once or twice. And I just remember, uh, what's it called? Someone was talking during... Uh, Brandon, you're set a bunch, and then what's called immediately he walks up. He's like, "Why were you talking during Brandon's set the whole time?" Oh, I remember that. I think it was was that an LVT? Yeah, 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 yeah. I did some back and forth with that guy, and then like Dave Morales teed off on him like I was his son. I felt so protected. <laughs> Hell yeah! Like I've never felt so much safe. Oh, I was like, oh, look at him defending Brandon. Cool. Yeah, and the guy was like, he was one of those like heavy agreeers and stuff like that, where like you would talk and you know yeah. do your joke, and then he would like voice his opinion on it, and it wasn't like a negative opinion. So I kind of felt bad for how harshly Dave came at him. Exactly. And I didn't care because it was really funny. After that, he's on his own. Fuck it. You're like trying to help me, but like you're kind of hurting because you won't shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah right. It's one of those situations. Through the circuit board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I uh, I host Barmacy on Sundays when they're desperate. Um yeah. They don't have anybody else, and it's usually and it's usually the worst night of the month. Uh, whenever I host, it's not my fault. It's just I just luck out and get the worst 
crowd members every time I host there. Um, it was it was fun last time though. We had a we had a gentleman who would not stop heckling people, and uh, you can't really kick him out because it's not a comedy club. It's a it's Correct. a bar. Yeah, it's a bar. Um, you kick him out. Yeah. So I just kept putting up comics that I knew could roast the dude until nice, eventually nice. he went into the other room. Like that was. I've done before where like it's like been like kind of like a tough room and be like, all right, you're gonna go up a little earlier than expected. Is that cool? Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then that heckler showed up outside Jared Bailey's apartment place and. Now there's a bullet in Jared Bailey's car, and none of us are going to talk about what happened in between. <laughs> oh, a murder bullet, to be exact. Um, Jared, where can uh, where can people follow you on social media? <laughs> murder bullet. Uh, follow, you can follow me on Instagram at ice ice Bailey. There's an underscore between the ices. You have to break the ice. Um, Jesus <laughs> That's the most complicated way I've ever heard of anybody giving their. <laughs> it's dumb. It's fun. Uh, let's see. Uh, I don't really use Twitter, so uh, I guess just Instagram or Facebook at Jared Bailey and look for some guy that looks like me. <laughs> Mutual yeah. friends: John Brown, Brandon Petrie. Maybe <laughs> right, know. right. There you yeah. go. Uh, <laughs> I think I have a Twitter, a Barrett Jaley, but I've never used it. <laughs> Barrett Jaley. <laughs> uh, um, I'm pretty sure you've been introduced as Barrett Jaley at least once. It's had to happen. Oh, I, I, now you will be on the 18th. I mean. uh, Garrett, Garrett. I get pissed most about Garrett. Horrible fucking name. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I work with a Garrett. Not pleasant. Yeah, uh, they're not. An unpleasant group. They're no, he's a, he's a good guy. I'm just fucking around. He's listening to this. Uh, okay. He's a good guy. Um, <laughs> Garrett, we love you. Your name's amazing. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, I have a lot of shit coming up, actually. Um, uh, you can follow me at John Brown Comedy on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Um, I just started TikTok. There's only one video, and it's from this. Um, <laughs> but there will be more. Um but uh, this week I have I'm doing the one more joke thing at Judd's Tavern in uh, Hell yeah Lake I think it's in Lakewood right yeah Lakewood uh, it's technically Cleveland but it's on the cusp yeah. um, and then uh, this weekend the 11th and 12th will be featuring for Matt Fulcher on a funny stop it's uh, Joe Briggs is hosting those those will be fun yeah um, Tuesday, Tuesday the 15th I'm at Front Street Social in Berea uh, the 19th I'm at Cork and Cap in Warren. And then the uh, 24th, I'm at Blue Sky in Canton. Uh, that's Kevin Bain's new room. Uh, Uniontown Provisions on February 25th. And then I'm doing the late night show, uh, the Secret Society show on the 26th. Uh, so that'll be fun. If anybody has a show that Saturday, the 26th, that they need somebody for, preferably paid, um, <laughs> Hit me up because I would I would love to do uh, a show before that late night show. That'd be cool. Hell yeah! Well, last time I saw Kevin Bain, he was hosting TikTok, and uh, he's got uh, his eye patch. And when I ended uh, my set, I said, "Give it up for number two from Austin Powers." That poor guy. He said, "Give it up for Little Dick Pete Davidson." Damn, he got you back. I got Dave. Last time I was at last time I was at TikTok, I got a good one on Dave Sheldon. I called him Usain Bomb. 
That's, That's pretty fun. good. Uh, um, Amanda Elam had a good one for Jared the one time. She was like, <laughs> yeah. she's like, you see Jared, and you're like, oh, he looks like Pete Davidson. He's kind of hot, and then and then you remember Jared's poor. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's a compliment in there somewhere. <laughs> it's like yeah, Pete Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson is definitely uh, getting more off of his celebrity than anybody else I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> well, it just gives Jared the ability to fuck a Kardashian eventually. It might be like way down the line, second, yeah. third generation Kardashian, but you might get one, man. Yeah, yeah. I get some. Yeah, but... I, I just want to see you argue with Kanye West. That's all I really want. <laughs> I just feel like smiling and being nice the whole time. Like, Why are you mad, man? <laughs> <laughs> What's upsetting you? He's like, still mad about fish sticks. Yes, he he's not over that. <laughs> Dude, he made a song in like 2018 with Little Wayne where he like reference yeah. yeah, where he talked shit about it. It's like, what are you doing, dude? Like, why are you still? Yeah. It's so weird. Uh, won. South Park won that exchange. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Uh, Brandon, what do you have uh, coming up? Um, let me take a look. I got, I know I have the uh, 18th and 19th. I'm doing uh, Joey's Italian Grill in Madison. The uh, 19th is not available. That's sold out super fast. I don't know how many tickets are left for the 18th, but I'm trying to sell out that one too because I would look real cool if I did that. <laughs> so that'll be dope. And then I believe I'm at Heart of Gold on the 21st, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'll definitely post about it to verify. And I'm probably forgetting something else, but that's those are the ones I'm really trying to promote and bring people to and all that shit. Oh, yeah. Um, stay Neil- tuned for the Grindstone updates. We're going to have some kick-ass shows coming up there, man. Is Neil Young going to sue you for putting this on Spotify and mentioning Heart of Gold? God, I hope so. <laughs> I need the publicity. I don't yeah. have anything he can take from me. Nice. Your empire of dirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I make myself hurt. Thank you very much. Brown Petri Dish is created by John Brown and Brandon Petrie. Logo designed by Brian Gallagher. Music by Jared Bailey. Audio version of the podcast is produced and edited by John Brown. Video YouTube version produced and edited by Harrison Poole.